Hey friends, Kylie here, your host of Dream On with Kylie O'Miller, back for another episode with a new friend of mine as of this past summer, 2021, a boss captain in the professional league, and a fellow lax rat with big dreams. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. These episodes are recorded from a live Zoom webinar that I hold through the KO17 lacrosse app and are constructed into this Dream On podcast that you have found here. I hope you are gaining some insight from these episodes from some of the people that I have met throughout my lacrosse journey that have imposed so much of their wisdom on me. If you're loving our episodes so far, show us some love in the reviews and rate us five stars. Also, be sure to S-U-B-S-C-R-I-B-E. It would mean the world to us. All right, we've got another special guest this week and I'm pumped to get right into it. Kayla Wood is someone that I just met this past summer at the Athletes Unlimited Professional Lacrosse League inaugural season in 2021. As we discussed throughout this episode, she is one of those rare humans that I've come in contact with throughout my lacrosse journey that made an immediate splash in my life. She proved to be an excellent teammate, fighter on the field, and an all-around supportive and generous human off the field from the day that I met her at AU this past summer. She's someone I'm excited to see grow throughout her journey in the sport, as she is a recent college grad out of North Carolina playing for the Tar Heels and has immediately made an impact on the post-collegiate lacrosse world, already being a three-time captain and a steady top of the leaderboard in the pro league. She discusses throughout this episode her big dreams for not only the position that she plays at defense and how others may view it, but also just her general hopes and dreams to keep her creativity and all that she loves to accomplish in life. Someone I am now proud to say is a good friend of mine, Kayla Wood is a guest you don't want to miss out on. I hope you enjoy. (laughs) All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Dream On podcast with Kylie O'Miller. I'm Kylie O'Miller. Today we have somebody really, really special that I'm excited to to chat with. We actually just started recording this episode, but we've been chatting on on Zoom for about 15 minutes now because we can't stop. We can't help ourselves. But uh, we have Kayla Wood here, and I'm so excited to just dive into like a lot of the on-field, off-field stuff we connected this past summer um, with Athletes Unlimited. And that was the first time that I really met her, got to knew, got to, got to knew her, got to know her and, um, you know, all that good stuff. So again, I'm excited for all of you to listen in on what makes Kayla so awesome. And uh, Kay, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. <laughs> all right. So a little bit about Kayla before we dive in. Um, she played at UNC. She just graduated this past May um, in 2021. She is an Athletes Unlimited professional lacrosse player. You were a three-time captain, correct? Or four-time? Yeah, three-time. Yeah, three-time. That's what I thought. <laughs> all right. Good old cap. Um, three-time captain in the first and all-girl season of Athletes Unlimited. For those of you who don't know what that means, that means that she was at the top of the leaderboard for pretty much the entire season. Um, and she's also in the Team USA player pool. So somebody who's doing some really awesome things on the field, um, inspiring people off the field. Um, and just to kind of dive right in, okay, um, something we start off with in on the Dream On podcast is I like to call it off to a good start. A lot of times we just like, we get interviewed, we talk about different articles and things like that. And the first thing they ask us is, all right, when did you pick up a lacrosse stick? How did you get into lacrosse? This, that, and the other thing. I want to know more so like what you're thankful for today, what you, what some of your goals are, where your headspace is right now in this moment while we're doing this interview. So off to a good start. What is something that you're thankful for today? Uh, today, I think the thing that I'm most grateful for are my friends. Um, I've been like catching up a lot with, um, you know, people from college, high school, even the pro league. And um, it's just I feel like the past 
four years and even this past summer, I created a lot of uh, good relationships with people. And it's it's just nice to be able to see how like it's continued, even though different parts of my life have changed and I may not be around those people all the time, like still continue to stay in touch. And it's it's just nice to always have people at your back for sure. I love that. I think there's a lot of different, um, I think that's a really cool thing about like graduating college and then going into real life is that you realize like there's people from every part of your life that are always going to be by your side, no matter, like you said, no matter distance, no matter what happens, new jobs and whatnot. So that's really, really cool. Um, what is something that you are proud to say that you've accomplished today? So for everybody out there listening, it's 5 PM on a Wednesday in the middle of November. What did you get to accomplish today that you're proud of Kayla? Um, well, so I really didn't, I didn't have a lot of motivation today, but, um, I think the, the thing that I'm most, um, proud that I accomplished was just like getting, getting out of bed and, um, going for a run and working out just cause there's going to be some days that you don't really want to do it, but you know, at the end of the day that it's going to better you. And, um, you know, sometimes you just have to be uncomfortable. Sometimes you gotta do things that you don't necessarily want to do but I'm proud of myself for just like pushing through, um, just not being as motivated as I usually am. And um, just, uh, I think that it, it definitely makes me better to like push through like uncomfortable situations or like I said earlier, just not really wanting to do certain things. But I guess that that's just like life though, but. Well, I think that's a really like relatable thing you just said, right? I think a lot of like, we have a lot of young listeners with Dream On, a lot of our KO17 app girls and Um, I think that's something that like a lot of us growing up, like, oh my goodness, I want to be the best. I have to wake up, even though I don't feel like it and get out of bed and go for a run and make myself do this. And, you know, to hear someone who's had so much success on the field, like yourself say that you still feel the same way some days, that's really relatable. And that's a really, really powerful thing. So um, thank you for saying that. Um, Cause I think it's, you know, I'm, I'm the same way. I would say the entire month of September, I felt that way. Um, you know, so the entire month. So I think that it's okay to feel that way, no matter what it looks like on Instagram that we're doing or what it looks like at what level, you know, I think it's okay to have like days where you just don't feel motivated, but being able to, like you said, push through, but in a healthy way and then be proud of yourself. That's a really special thing. Well, it's also turkey season's coming around the corner. So that's really... (laughs) Did you say turkey season? Yeah, Thanksgiving. So that's really... You know, like after things, like Thanksgiving, you like eat turkey. You don't feel like doing anything. Like that's like kind of how like I feel like this time is it's turkey season. It's turkey season. We gotta get up and run, ladies. Um, <laughs> I love that. You know what? Whatever works for you, right? Whatever works for your mindset gets you out of bed. It gets you going. Um, I, <laughs> it's turkey season. I love it. I don't eat meat anymore, so I'm not even looking forward to the turkey. I'm just like all straight mashed potatoes at this point, but <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, all right. Something other than turkey day that you are pumped to go out and chase that could be like within the rest of your life, could be the rest of today. What is that for you? Um, I think one of my biggest goals uh, recently is to be more involved with social media. Um, I don't like people who know me know that I like am not I'm like a very in the moment kind of person so like not really huge about like being on social media and stuff but I know that at the end of the day like I'm able to reach like a wide range of people and that it's for something bigger than just for myself so if I can like reach a lot of people um 
even if it's doing something that like I don't necessarily like want to do like I'm I'm gonna do it and um I just like want to be able to like like I said reach as many people as possible so I think like my goal moving forward for like the next week or month or whatever is to be more involved in that way and um it I mean social media is also like cool in the sense that we're able to kind of stay up to date with a lot of things so I think it will also allow me to be more connected to like either people that I already know or like new people as well so great it's a really powerful world right and I think that it's definitely I think that's a really cool point that you put together too is like it's not it doesn't come like supernatural to a lot of us right it, but it is something that we can use to our advantage so um that's a cool goal because I, I think that you know obviously we I ask these questions to every single one of our guests and that hasn't been one that's come up yet. So I think that's really cool. Really unique. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We talked a little bit about it, but obviously um, Kayla was a standout um, in athletes unlimited this past summer. And, you know, I, I guess like we, that's exactly where we met, right. That's exactly why we are sitting here having this conversation and we're able to do it so comfortably. Um, and you know, the way that I actually met Kayla for my side, and I'll let you tell your side of the story in a second, but I drafted her. We actually had a mock draft. You remember this? I do remember it. (laughs) I was coaching a camp down at IMG in Florida for unleashed actually. And Mm -hmm. I was there and we were running some sessions and the mock draft was on zoom, like in between like three of our sessions. So I had to like run back figure out what the heck a draft was and like draft a team and then run back to the session. So I was all stressed out to begin with. And we get on this zoom, we do the mock draft and I'm just sitting there. And like, I had listed out everybody that I wanted to draft that I thought I wanted to draft and my goal going into it. And you know, this now that we've had multiple conversations about it, but, and you said it lots was vibes, right? Like we, it was about the people who were going to be on the team rather than you know, X, Y, and Z who had this, that, and the other thing listed on their accolades. You know, it was more so about, Hey, I know I like that person or, Hey, I know I've seen that player play. And she looks like she gives her all out there. Like I want her on my team. And that's kind of how it worked for Kayla. For me, I watched her play literally a couple months before that against my sister um, in the Stony Brook UNC game in the quarterfinals. And I just remember seeing her name, like literally never met Kayla, never met her, but I remember seeing her name on the available list in AU for the draft. And I was like, yeah, I think I want her on my team. And I'm so glad that I did. Scooped you right up. (laughs) (laughs) Scooped you right up. And we went for uh, a nice little weekend with team gold there for the first week and dream team that was three and oh remember at the end of the weekend we were watching the rest of the games happen and everybody on our team was on the first like 15 on the leaderboard yeah. we were like okay we're about to get split up for the rest of the yeah season. It, that honestly that Sunday was so upsetting to me just like watching the other games I'm like dang like team gold's about to really be broken up like we're yeah. not going to be able to like repeat this next week. And I think, every, I think it hit everyone too. Like ev- we were all so happy about the weekend. And then finally we were all like, oh my gosh, like this is the end for team gold though, you know? Right. I know. And I think that's like, that was a really cool kind of, I don't know how it was for you. And I'd love for you to kind of talk in on this, but like 
for me, I was a little bit skeptical going into AU, right? And just like the whole new process of it, um, maybe having, back to your point about social media, maybe having known people somewhat because of social media, but now you have to live with them for five weeks in a hotel. Maybe they're on your team. Maybe they draft you. Maybe they don't. Is there going to be drama? Is there going to be this? Is there going to be that? What is about to go on? Like, that's what was going through my head as we were going into that season. And then after that weekend or throughout that weekend with team gold, that first weekend, it was like, okay, this is going to be fun. Like we're going to create relationships. We're going to make new friends, like the way that myself and Kayla did that weekend, you know, like, and we're going to be able to get through this and it's going to be a really unique experience. So I guess like when you think back to those first, you know, couple moments and things like that with AU, like what, what was your viewpoint on, on all of that? Um, I mean, I mean, well, I'll tell you my thoughts about when I, when I was going in, um, I mean, as a rookie, like I'm, I'm going into a one, a professional league, which is just incredible to even say that I, um, had the chance to do, which, you know, when you're, you're younger, you don't like, especially when I was in high school and I'm sure you can say the same thing. Like we didn't think that being like playing professional lacrosse for women was going to ever be a thing. So, that right away was just kind of like mind boggling to me. It was like, wow, like I have this opportunity to do this. Um, And then on top of that, I'm playing with all of these legends and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I have no idea how this is going to go. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to like fit into all of this, but I'm just like, I'm like almost like starstruck because I'm like, I'm really about to like be around like, like some of the like greatest and like best players ever. And um, I mean, like when, especially when you drafted me, like I remember in the mock draft, um, I was like sitting in a room with my dad and um, you called my name and my dad and I both looked at each other and we're like, oh my gosh, I was like, I'm on Kylie's team. I remember we were just like, both like went crazy. Like it was just, we were so happy. And, And then when you picked me again, I was just like, wow, like I just feel so incredibly honored to be picked not once, but twice by Kylie. And Um, just like going into that weekend I mean even like leading up to the weekend during like the week of practice like I just had like such a great time I was like honestly I don't even if I don't play this weekend or whatever I'm just like so happy to be here and just to get to know like all these great people and and the vibes were just so awesome and um, I just felt so welcomed especially like being like one of the younger kids um, and like really looking up to you guys like you guys were just very like open arms and like made us all feel equal and um you know like be, being in college or even in high school like that's not something that's always that always happens like I think and I, I don't know if you experienced it but like as like a younger kid like freshman or sophomore you know like you you have to kind of like act in a certain way with like the upperclassmen but there it was all like we're equals you know like you're you're playing we're all playing on the team together and we all share the same goal so um that that was just like awesome for me and um I just like overall like the first week like I I couldn't have imagined having a better first week to be completely honest with you and it just it was just such an amazing experience and getting getting to especially play with like you and Kayla and you know, everybody else on the team. And I just, I wouldn't do anything differently at all. Me either. Um, I think that was like, well said by you. Cause it was, it was like just that eye-opening experience where, like you said, didn't matter if you had played, um, you know, in every single professional league that's existed before AU and beyond, right. Didn't matter if you graduated in 2010 or if you graduated literally in 2021, like 
we were all equals out there and we were all out there for the same thing. And I think that was really special. And we like realized it so quickly, I think with that group. And I think that's what made it so, so special. Taking a quick little time out from our episode here to say a massive thank you for listening. Dream On started off as a way to have conversations with some of the people that I've been lucky to come in contact with and really dig deep into what makes them tick and how they've become so elite in their spaces. If you're enjoying these conversations as much as I have been, please consider rating us with a solid five stars and leave us a review. I love hearing all of your incredible thoughts on how we can continue to dream on together with these episodes. Oh, and subscribe if you're feeling cool. All right, let's get back to our guest. And then I guess like, since we're on the topic, right? Obviously you go out there and you crush it. <laughs> Which, I don't know if you were expecting because you're going to be all humble over there, but I expected, that's why I drafted you. I didn't expect you to be so great that you're going to go be a captain and, you know, go play against me all the time. But <laughs> I'm just kidding. But <laughs> it was so awesome to see you shine out there though. Like, and like, what was that? Like, I guess, what was that feeling like for you, right? Going from, like you said, rookie week into, okay, now I'm a captain. Now I, you know, now I have to, I get to pick my team. I get to be kind of like in charge of what's going on on the field. And I'm also like, you know, now I really feel like I belong. Like, was that, was that the case for you? Or like, what, where were all those feelings going through your head in that moment as you go into week two, week three, week four, week five? Um, well, uh, and I, I, Caroline and I like talk, Caroline Wakefield and I talked a lot. We, uh, graduated together, um, before coming into the league and we both were just like, if we ever have to be captain, like, oh my gosh, that's going to just be like insane because it's going to be so hard. And, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. And we both were just like, I mean, we will be fine. We probably won't have to worry about it or whatever. And then after the first week, I'm I'm captain. And I'm just like, of course. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, of course, I come in here not expecting that at all. Like I didn't, I I came in just being like, if I'm just like kind of in the middle or so with the rankings, I'm okay with that. I just, like I said, I came to have fun. Right. And going into the week, I just... I, I just took a lot of notes out of your book. You know, I was like, it, it's really just about the vibes. It's, it's about just having fun. And I think that's what makes, what made us so successful the first week. So I wanted to kind of um, replicate that with my team as well. Um, but also at the same time, like having to like strategize things. So, um, you know, sometimes, well, I'm sure you can also agree that sometimes people will tell you like, oh, you should pick so-and-so or, oh, you shouldn't pick so-and-so. But at the end of the day, it really comes down to, to you. Right. And, um, you know, you can hear other people's opinions and stuff, but you really just kind of got to follow your instincts. And I think that's just what I did. I just, you know, honestly, the first draft, it was, it was stressful. I'll admit it was, it was pretty stressful. And each time I honestly can't, can say that it didn't get any easier because it's like, your your picks are based off of someone else's picks and it's like you have this whole list of people that you want to pick but there's no guarantee that you're going to get them so it's all about like being in the moment and and picking people but like I said like my my biggest thing was I was just like I just just want to have a good time and I didn't at the end of the day like I'm a competitor I love to win and everything but like if I hadn't like won a single game that following weekend like I would have been okay with that because like my overall goal wasn't to necessarily like stay a captain. It was just 
well, obviously to win with my team, but because that's everyone's goal, of course, but it, it was just, like I said, my biggest goal coming in was to just enjoy my time and um, especially coming off of a loss in, in the final four. So I was just like, you know what, like I didn't, my college career didn't end how I wanted it to, but like, I'm going to make the best out of this. So I think that those were main, my main thoughts, like going into the drafts every week. Cause like, it is hard. And I'm sure that, you know, like you had a break off and then like a week later you were back on and we both like looked over at each other. We're like, Oh my gosh, we're here again. Yeah, you, you were two, two, three, four or two, three, what weeks? Uh, I was, wait, what do you what weeks like? Were you captain. Oh yeah. Two, three, four. Yeah. So the first week in the last week, I wasn't a captain and I was in the last week. I was like, Whoh, thank the Lord. Because yeah, so that's what I, was gonna say. I was week one, week three, week five. So like you said, yeah. I had a little like break in between, but like when it got back to it, I was like, Oh God, I'm, I'm here again. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But I think like to your point, it was, it's a really cool position to be in because you're like, wow. Like, like you said, you can pick your own vibes of the team. Um, and you can kind of trust your gut and go with what like you feel might be best and kind of trust your own instincts as a leader. Like you've been a leader of your own, own, your own sports journey forever, you know? And I think just being able to trust in that and some of the biggest moments around the biggest stage that you've been on has been, at least for me personally, that was a really cool place for that to shine or for me to challenge it. Um, a little bit of both. And I think that that was what was really like intriguing to me about the, the drafting process and the captain process, but to your other side of the point, it was exhausting mentally. Yeah, it was. I think that like what you did was awesome. And I'll, I'll share this story as well. Like right after week one, you become captain and week two is coming around and you come knocking on my hotel room door. Cause that's where we live. <laughs> we lived in a hotel, but you come knocking <laughs> two on my doors down from each other <laughs> two doors down, and we're hanging out with Oakley. And she, you know, as a young, like you said, as a young rookie, like you had the guts to come up to me and ask for all sorts of advice, right. And sit on my couch and just chat about life and chat about like, Hey, how did you do this? And like, get really vulnerable. And that's like, we, we'd have had this conversation off air, obviously, but that's when I knew like you were such an awesome human. Um, and that's when I knew that I wanted to surround myself with people like you. So, um, you know, I think that that shows a lot of character about how a person, the person that you are and like the leader that you are. And I would love to know, like kind of roping in my next piece of our interview here, but I would love to know like where that came from. Did that start as at a young age that so you always wanted to be a leader? Did you play lots of sports? Did you kind of step into that leadership role or maybe even that role of being a confident athlete out there? as you grew up, like where did your sports journey start and where do you think a lot of that kind of came in as you went through? Um, I mean, well, growing up sports-wise, I, I did play multiple sports. So I played, I also played uh, soccer and basketball. And uh, for a while, my dad was my coach. And to be completely honest, like I, I haven't been, always been the most confident person. And like, that, that was something that I was really grateful for from AU was the fact that I gained a lot more confidence in myself because I, I was just myself and um, I just trusted my abilities a lot more. And like that, that's not something that I've, that ha I've always had. Like I, I've struggled with that for a really long time. And um, like kind of just going back to, to, to my dad, like he was my coach and you know, he, he would be out there and he, he'd tell me, he's like, Kayla, like you have to score. Like, 
I like you like we need you and like we need you to step up and you know I, I wasn't always a kid who liked scoring because I didn't always like being like like everyone wants to score and I I wanted a different role I wanted to um like be the player who did all the little things and um just like be a really big team player and like I I've, like I definitely stepped up like when I had to but um most of the time I just I enjoyed being like kind of like I guess this underdog mentality of like not really having to score all the goals or not really needing all the recognition and um I think that kind of just like led into my like even my career at UNC like I wasn't always like I I never really was that person who like really got all the stats but I always did all the small things and um, I don't, and I guess like maybe my leadership kind of just came along the way. Um, it wasn't necessarily something where I was like, I want to be a leader. I, it's, it was more of just like, you know, I'm just going to be myself. And, and if people want to follow me, they follow me. And if not, that's completely okay too. But um, I don't think that a leader necessarily needs to be someone who's, you know, scoring all or getting all the stats, scoring all the goals, um, or even, um, you know, like the... That's the word I'm looking for. Just, I guess, the, the person who's always highlighted. Because I feel like in, in general with sports, you think that the leader is going to be someone who is like the all-star of the team. And that's just not, that's just not how I was. And I think that, like I said, my leadership, I guess, just kind of um, developed into that. And I think that I really highlighted that um, during the pro league, just because like I to be honest, like if you go back and look at the leadership board, um, you know, I did, I did have a good amount of like individual points, but a lot of my points also came from team wins. And at the end of the day, I was like, I don't care if I get stats. I don't care if like about the points. I just want my team to win. Um, and I think that that was really overall what um, led me through like the, the being at the top of the leadership board for like the amount of weeks that I was. So I don't know if that directly answers your question, but oh, it does perfectly. Um, I love that you tied it all in because I think that, you know, your journey from, you know, playing for your dad at a young age for multiple different sports and then your recognition, I think is going to help of your recognition of realizing that it's not always going to be the most highlighted player, the one who's doing all the fancy stuff or scoring the goals or all the pretty stuff, right? All the things that everyone thinks that are supposed to be highlighted. It's more so about the, the gritty stuff and the stuff that's going to win games. Um, and then being able to, like you said, I think something you pointed out that was really important for listeners to hear was just being myself and whoever wanted to follow is, is going to follow because, you know, it's kind of hard not to follow someone who's just going to go out there and give a hundred percent in like the gritty, the gritty battles. Right. And that, you know, that person's always going to have your back no matter what, whether it gets through thick or thin. So um, you know, I think that's really important for young players to hear too, that you can lead in whatever way. You don't have to always be this necessarily like star highlight of the team where you're thrown behind the backs, right? But you can do right. the other stuff and still be the leader. And I think that's really, really important leading in your own way. Um, um, yeah, I don't, if you don't mind, I want to throw out one more thing in there. But I mean, I think that that also ties into like the position that like I play in as a defender, like I mean, if you go like on Instagram or whatever, like you're going to see the highlights of the attacker scoring goals um, on the defense, but you don't get a lot of the highlights of defenders or goalies. And 
Um, I mean, for all of my uh, defenders or goalies out there, I like just want you guys to know that your role is just as important as everyone else's, you know, like the defenseman's championships. And even though like it may not be the prettiest or um, the cool, like some people don't think that defense is cool. I think defense is pretty awesome, but sick. It's something that us attackers can't do. That's why we play attack. So <laughs> a lot of people, you know, it's a, a lot of people say it the other way around. Like, oh, you can't play attack, so go play defense. That's yeah. A lot of us attackers can't play defense well. So we're just going to put up, be put on the other side and told to work on our stick work. So, well, I mean, I think I've seen you play defense a few times. <laughs> I think you, you crush it. So I'm not too worried about you. If, if yes. we needed an attacker to come down on defense, <laughs> I, I know I can rely on you. Oh, well, I've seen you score a couple nice goals too. So I think we're okay. I think we're okay going back and forth. Can we just start oh. our own team while we're at it? <laughs> I bet you heard it here first on Dream On. We're starting a league and um, it's just going to be for fun on like Friday nights. We're just going to get together, fly in from all across the country all year round. And um, I'm playing defense and Kayla's playing low attack. So, <laughs> that would be amazing we're in here first okay so you mentioned something that um I wanted to get into as well right you, you played uh soccer lacrosse basketball all growing up and then you know when did you realize that it was lacrosse and when did you realize that you wanted to go play at as high of a level as for a school like UNC like what was your journey to finding like lacrosse is it for me and then what was your journey like to finding UNC in a college all right, so I'm going to be completely open about my um, lacrosse uh, career. So um, before I started playing lacrosse, I ran track. And then uh, my older sister, she she was in high school and I was probably about fourth or fifth grade. And she started playing lacrosse and I was like, oh, like, that's cool. You know, like, I'm going to I'm going to try that out. So I go, um, I start playing and they and I don't know if you had this, but um in like elementary school they have those rules where like you have to pass it three times you're not allowed to check or like they just have all of these like ridiculous rules and I was just like mom like this is just boring like can I just quit for now and then start playing again when like those rules just aren't there yeah (laughs) so that's what I did um I started, I I picked up a stick again, probably seventh, eighth grade. Um, But to be completely honest, uh, soccer and basketball were pretty much my main sports um, leading up into high school. But um, my freshman year of of high school, I ended up making varsity for lacrosse. And um, also at the end, by the end of the year, like summer uh, slash fall time of my sophomore year, um, I had started being recruited to play lacrosse in college and I was just like wow I never like would have thought I was like I always thought I was going to go to school to play like probably soccer or basketball and I was just like you know I feel like this just has to be a sign I feel like you know this has to be it and like that was that was ultimately when I started um like really focusing on lacrosse like I ended up um after my sophomore year I ended up quitting basketball just to focus on training for lacrosse um, I still played soccer, but um, I knew at the, like, the, the other thing is, I think the reason why I was so interested in lacrosse was because I hadn't grown up playing it my whole life. And I think that some people can tend to get a little burnt out of sports when like, that's the only sport they play or they played it their entire life. So lacrosse to me was fairly new. And I think that, um, you know, I, I honestly, I didn't have the best stick skills my, like in the beginning, 
um, with especially my freshman year. And I really just worked at it. And I realized I was like, wow, like I actually really love doing this. I was, I was like in my room watching YouTube videos of like Sam Joe Tracy, Katrina Dad, like all of them trying to learn the, all these crazy cool sick tricks. And you know, that's when I knew. So like the rest is basically history from there, but Okay, so what brought you to one of the most prestigious women's lacrosse programs in history? Um, going from, like you said, right, it was fairly new. I think that, first of all, that piece is like really important, right? Is like that you fell in love with the game because you weren't doing it so often or so much so as like a chore your entire life leading up to that point. Um, you did it as something like, hey, I want to get back on the lacrosse field because I love it. And then, like you said, I want to get better at my stick skills because, hey, I love having my stick in my hand. I know this is going to help me. I think that's a really important piece. But where was that? You From there, you started getting recruited freshman year. And then when did you get, you know, that that conversation with UNC? And when did you know UNC was the spot for you? Um, so I kind of started, uh, like, uh, I started getting contact with coaches, like, around freshman summer. But um in our state finalist game for um lacrosse I had ended up getting a really bad concussion and a pinched nerve so I was like I was pretty much out up until like the end of the summer so I couldn't really go on visits or anything um I couldn't really go to camps um so everything kind of got pushed back into the fall um I visited like a couple places before UNC and then I was planning on visiting a couple more but I went down to UNC and I went down in actually in Jan January-ish or sometime during the fall and or not fall, early winter. And I just remember one, it was 70 degrees in the winter time. And I remember my parents and I went down there, we had winter jackets on immediately. We we're like, all right, I guess we're overdressed. And I was like, well, weather is already a good sign for me because <laughs> um, anyone who knows me knows I really don't enjoy being cold um, and then like just stepping foot on campus like I just I was like I just feel like this is where I'm supposed to be and I, I'm not sure if like you probably felt the same way about Stony Brook but I just knew and then um, on top of that you know like I knew that it was going to be the most challenging you know um I knew that uh, I was going to be playing with the best of the best, and I knew that it was going to make me better at the end of the day. And I think that's honestly overall what really pushed me was was the fact that like I was going to 110% become a better lacrosse player and a better person at the end of my four years. And I'm sure that there's a lot of other places I can say that, um, but UNC was like really the first the first place where I had really like felt like that. And, um, you know, from there, I was like, you know, I, I told my mom and my dad, I was like, this is where I want to be for, for four years. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm always thankful for, for my journey at UNC because it brought me to like everywhere that I am now. So that's awesome. I think that's something really, like you said, you were doing that, um, going on those visits and going through that recruiting process at such a young age, which everybody does right? Which is kind of a crazy thing to think about. You're 15, 16 years old, making decisions about your future. And um, you were making really mature decisions there. Like you were literally thinking about how you could better yourself, right? Rather than just like, oh, wow, this campus is cool. Like it was like, <laughs> hey, I, you know, like that's obviously part of it too. I mean, UNC is a beautiful campus, but like 
you were also thinking, hey, what's going to, what is going to make me the best version of Kayla by the time I'm done here, which is exactly what college is all about, right? It's exactly where you find out who you are a lot of the time. It's exactly where if you're going to play a sport like lacrosse, like you ultimately want to get better and be able to help out a team in whatever way you possibly can. And you were able to see that in that school before you even got there. And I think that's really special. Um, and I hope that's something that a lot of, you know, young players can take in their recruiting journeys and try to look for, try to search for is kind of that feeling and um, in a place where they could call home. So um, that's a really cool little piece of wisdom there. What um, I always love to ask this question about, because obviously I think one of the coolest pieces of like post-college lacrosse, like right now I'm having a conversation with someone who played at UNC Whereas when I was at Stony Brook, I would be like, no, I'm only talking to Stony Brook people, right? It's just all, right. we all do it, right? You know, stay within your locker room and anybody against us is against us, right? But now we're all kind of like fighting for the same things and we're all in the same world and we're all on the same teams now. So um, it's, it's such a cool thing. I love that full circle kind of moment um, about it. But I would always love to ask, like, what were some of the, I guess, maybe not superstitions, but moments or like memories or maybe things you guys did in the locker room before games or like you think back and you think of like, yeah, that's UNC lacrosse. Like, what do you think of when I think when I say like that? Um, I, there's a lot actually. Um, I mean, you know, I think there, there's a lot of things I think that we do that um, a lot of teams probably do like, you know, go into the locker room, you're blasting music, everyone's getting pumped up for the game. Um, I guess my like game day kind of ritual, or at least this past year, my senior year would be that um, I'd come into the locker room, put my uniform, eye black on and everything. And then like, I would just start braiding people's hair. And like, I just really enjoyed doing that. Cause I'm like, oh, like if you, if you feel, if you look good, you're going to feel good. You're going to play good. So um that was like not necessarily superstition for me, but like that was something that I really enjoyed doing my um, my senior year. Um, but I think for for UNC, like every, every single year, there was always like something different. Um, so like we would have like a specific song or we'd have a specific saying that we would have. We'd listen to the song maybe every single um, game day or we'd say the same thing every single game day. and. Um, I'm not really a superstitious person, but there are people who are definitely superstitious, but um, I mean, I, there's just so many things I can't even pinpoint one, but um, I, I really enjoyed this past year just being able to um, braid people's hair and just do their hair just because just I just liked making other people feel good and like it was cool that they trusted me enough to braid their hair on game day. Um, I feel like that's, that's big, kind of that's something special. Moment. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, I wouldn't be able to do it. Um, did you braid anyone's hair at AU? Um, I did a couple times. Um, I think the first person's hair that I braided was Dempsey. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Right? yeah. Gold? Team gold. It was team gold. <laughs> Which is like I can't even believe that I said that because like we were um like enemies for such a long time, just BC yep. and UNC. So um, that was like a cool moment. Isn't that such a cool thing, right? Like it's, it's just, obviously it's always going to be there. Like you think back to some of those biggest rivalry games and whatnot. And obviously you're always going to have your teams back no matter what. And some of those losses are always going to sting, but now like you take this like immediate step forward into professional lacrosse and it's like, 
wow, you might've played here, but you're in my locker room now, you know, yeah. and now it's like learn all these new little nuances, like how Dempsey needs her hair braided, you know, and you can braid hair. Like that was probably a cool learning moment. It, it was, it was, pre- it was pretty cool. Cause you just, you don't expect those kind of things happen. Like, I mean, I think the person that I, I would especially say, like we became friends from being like rivals was Allie Kennedy and like well first off I was like I thought that you were so much taller but I (laughs) Uh, I hope you're listening to this yeah Uh, didn't you think she was mean too I did well okay I gave her the benefit of the doubt because I was like you know some people just are just some people are very intimidating when you play against them but um no she she's really cool and um I'm glad to have had the opportunity to have like been able to become friends with her um but she was definitely one person where like I was like oh like that that loss probably still sings (laughs) oh yeah and it's so true like I never thought I'd be friends with any BC players you know because they they ended my college career so you know but now it's like I've played with them for years after this and now they're some of my closest friends and I've had them on my podcast like it's just it's a really cool full circle thing that like makes you realize like life goes on but in like a really in a good way because you're still never going to forget those moments it meant so much to you right like that's never going to go away your people aren't going to go away like your UNC people aren't going to go away my Stony Brook people that they're always going to be my people but like you're also going to add new people into your circle as life kind of like grows with you um and I think that's a really I don't know I just think it's always really cool to think about um anyway Okay. So other than you being able to braid hair, what are some of your hobbies off the field? What do you like to, you know, do when you're not playing lacrosse on a day off? What like makes your soul happy? What do you, what are, what make, who's Kayla off the field? Um, so I think one, uh, one of my biggest things is I have a sketchbook and, um, sometimes like, especially when I have free time, I'll, I'll sit down and I'll draw on it. Um, but I'm like one of those people where like, if I'm going to start something, I have to finish it. So like, I have to have enough time to be able to sit down and like complete it. Even if it takes me an hour, two hours, three hours, like I had to complete the drawing. Um, but in the beginning, it's like, it's also taught me patience in the sense of like, in the beginning, it doesn't look how I like want it to look, but by the end it does. So like, it's just, it teaches you patience in the sense that like, it may not, the start of it may not, you may not like where it's at, but then when you're finished, you're like, wow, like I did that. I guess it's like with everything in life, but um, I think drawing, especially like, that's just something that I enjoy. And it makes me just like, feel like good. I'm like, wow, like I like accomplished that. And um, it makes me feel special. And in the sense that like a lot of some people like can't really draw and like I'm lucky enough to like be able to so <laughs> it's me you, you give me words that I'll write them I'll say them I love to speak I love to write creatively but you give me like an empty sketchbook and a pencil I have no clue what to do with it I think I remember you having like really good handwriting too so I'm not surprised by that <laughs> oh my goodness but yeah empty sketchbook I'm like I've no idea what do you want me to put on this I'll write my name a million times but (laughs) (laughs) I'm one of those doodlers but that's no that's amazing I didn't know that you you know I didn't know that you drew that way and I think that that's really cool because like there are so many things outside of what a lot of these people who know us right like a lot of people know us as lacrosse players there's a lot of things that make up 
us outside of that as well. But there's also things like you said, it's taught you patience, it's taught you creativity, it's taught you to appreciate the journey and the ups and downs of it and being able to see the outcome and like the, you know, bird's eye view of an end end goal. Um, that's all stuff that you use on the lacrosse field, but you might have not known that you took from your sketchbook, which is cool, right? Like I, everybody has that and it's definitely not drawing for me, but <laughs> it'll be in other, in other areas, you know, and I think yeah. that's what makes everything so unique. Um, okay. So talking a lot, obviously about lacrosse, but, and I could talk about all of our AU moments forever, but what do you think, like, we talked a little bit about the goals for your future, right? And the goals and things like that. But what would you say are some of your goals for yourself now, right? On and off the field in the next coming years. And then also kind of tying that into like, what do you think are some of the things you want to see from our sport in the next coming years? So goals for you and goals for lacrosse. What are some of your goals? What are the things you want to see in the next coming years? Um, well, personally, goal for myself is definitely a lot of self-care so I can stay in the game long, just especially after the those five weeks, you know, three three games and one weekend is a lot. And um, I've realized self-care is, is really important. And um, and so I'm like trying to just make sure that I'm taking care of my body. It's, it's also like challenging to like we have a five week season and it's once a year. So it's like you have to have the discipline to like continually train over the course of what like 11 10 11 months um so like that that's definitely challenging but I think like along the way like it's not it's not always just about like how or what I realize as I'm getting older is um yes you have to train hard and yes you have to push yourself to limits but you also have to take care of yourself and um, I think that that's something that's really important just because, you know, you in order to like perform at the highest level, like you have to make sure that your body, like you're not in pain, you're not hurting, you're, you're like, if you're not taking care of your body, then you're more susceptible to injuries. So it's kind of just like, just thinking of ways to, to be able to like maintain my body for the next season and um, even like training with, um, you know, the U.S. team, like, how can I, um, you know, or I'm sure you can agree that the training for U.S. is a little bit, or at least I feel like a little bit different than training for um, the pro league, just because the rules are different. And um, you just kind of have to become accustomed to that way of playing. And then also the way of playing for the pro league. Right. Um, And then uh, noticing too, right? Like, like you said, going from college to then like where you play more days out of the year than you don't right you do that Mm -hmm. in college and then you turn it around and now you're playing maybe like a total of one month a year you know out of the year that's how many days you're playing so it's like a complete switch around so I think I like the word discipline that you used because it's a lot more self-discipline than anything because you're not surrounded by 30 plus teammates every day and like have set workouts, have set practices where you just have to power through. Like it's a lot of self-discipline now, which I'm sure you're, you're realizing now too, that's been the hardest kind of transition for me post-college. And I think you get more and more used to it as you go, <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, I think it's, I think it's a difficult transition for sure. Yeah. Cause you can, like I said, like this morning, I didn't want to wake up and I didn't want to work out. And at the end of the day, it's your choice. You, you choose to work out or you choose not to and um it's definitely hard 
to choose to do it because I think a lot of the time our bodies just don't really want to but we have to push through that um but um I think something else another goal for myself would be um I guess like towards the uh, pro league would be that I kind of like I want to help redefine what it means to be a defender um and you know people always are like oh defenders you know ground balls and uh, cause turnovers and things like that but I want people to see that like being a defender is not limited to only um I guess like defense you know so I think that we saw a lot within this this pro league that defenders were scoring and defenders were being a threat and um I just want to help people realize that like even though um you know attackers score usually score all the goals like defenders can do that too and I think that that will um help people be a little bit more um more it'll push them to want to be defenders because I think right now like as like I'm sure that you've coached clinics and stuff or like camps where like kids like don't want to play defense because they're like, oh, defense isn't cool. But um, I, I want to redefine that. And I, I want people to realize, no, like being defender is pretty awesome and it's a lot of fun. Um, and then just, you know, I think that I have the, the same goal as everyone else within our sport is just to really like grow the game. And, you know, 10 years from now, I, I would hope that, you know, maybe at some point, there are people who are able to be professional uh, women's lacrosse players um, for like an entire, like they, they can make a career out of that. And like, it's a little difficult for us right now because we're still growing the game, but I hope that in the future there, you know, being a professional lacrosse player can be a career to women. Um, and I would just, you know, whether it's like five, 10 years, 20 years, you know, however long it takes, I think that's, that's the overall like end game for it is is to really just grow the sport and maybe even um, you know grow grow it more in other countries as well. Um, just like I said, just to grow it as much as we can. Love it. Well, you know you got my back in that. <laughs> I got yours too. Yeah. <laughs> you know you got my back. I got yours, and um, you know I think that you said it perfectly, right? That's a lot of our goal. Um, it's just to. And whether that's just by us playing ourselves, it's just by us doing all the coaching that we're doing, whatever it is, it's kind of just that overbearing goal that we're all looking for. Um, so I'm excited to, to have you on my team in that aspect too. Hey guys, Kylie here. A short break from our conversation to remind you to check in on our social channels. You can find little snippets from our episodes on Instagram at, at dream.on underscore pod. And if you're a lacrosse stud looking for a unique way to train and develop into the best version of yourself, like our guest here most definitely has, check out the KO17 Lacrosse app in the App Store. That's KO17 Lacrosse. And at D R E A M period O N underscore P O D on Instagram. Come join the fam and we can keep dreaming on together. Okay, enough of that. We back. Um, all right. So obviously I like, I, tr I try not to get too, too vulnerable, but it always ends up happening, um, on these or try to not to make my guests get too vulnerable. So sorry, we're making you open up here, but oh, no inspiration, um, for like, we're almost done here with the last couple pieces. <laughs> um, 
And so obviously we've all had like different journeys to where we are today, right? So I've had different mentors or people in my life who have like said things to me that have stuck with me. I worked a, um, a clinic actually up in Toronto earlier this week and we did a Q&A and one of the girls asked me, you know, what was one thing that one coach or person said to you that has stuck with you your entire lacrosse career? And I thought that was really powerful because that is something that as a coach now for me is one of my goals, right? If I can go to Toronto or I'm going to Ohio tomorrow, if I can go to a random place and one girl out of the 50 girls there takes one sentence of something that I, I said, right, throughout that clinic and they take that through the rest of their lacrosse journey, then I did my job. Um, and so I thought that was a really cool thing. And if you can think back to like, what is one piece of advice that someone has said to you throughout your journey, whether it's a parent, a coach, a mentor, a teammate um, that you've kind of just taken out? Um, I think uh, it would be, in college, my coach would always say, she'd say like your influence is never neutral. So, um, and I think that sometimes we, we kind of don't realize how much of an impact that we can have on other people, whether it's just kind of just, you know, telling like a random person, like, Hey, like, I like your jacket or like your hair, like looks really good today or something like that, that little thing can go a long way. Um, so I think that, you know, whether it's in the sport of lacrosse or even just in everyday life, um, you're, you're going to have an impact on the game, on the game, whether you're like actually, in on the field or even if you're sitting on the sideline like you you have influence you always have influence so it's it's all about like what kind of influence that you want to have and um I think that sometimes and, I, and I've been on the side where I've been um I've been like on the sideline you know that there have been those times for me and I realized like the people can feel my energy on the sideline, like people who are playing can feel it on the field with them. So if I'm having negative energy, like then I'm not, I'm not helping them. You know, at the end of the day, I still need to be positive. Even if I do really, really want to be in the game, like I still have an impact on the field, whether I'm actually playing or not. Um, and I just think that that's something that carries on with us in, in every aspect of our life is, that we have influence on each other. And I think that if, if we recognize that a little bit more, I think that a lot of, a lot of things would be different within our society in general. I love that. Um, and it's definitely not the first time that I've heard someone who played at UNC say that, which I think is really special too. Um, but the way that you explained it is, is amazing, right? Like whether you're on a team and you're on a sideline or on, on, on the field, or like you said, just in life, um, like you even said to me before we started recording, Hey, your hair looks good. So like you're having an impact right mm -hmm. on every, every single thing. And it's never neutral. It's either positive or negative. And I think that's really, really powerful on the flip side of that, taking that inspiration, right? If you're the person who's giving out the inspiration, which you are now with your platform that you have and being a well-known player in the, in this lacrosse community and whatnot, what is one piece of like inspiration or advice that you want someone who's listening to you or someone who looks up to you on social media or something along those lines to take away from you? Um, I mean, I feel like there's, there's a lot of things that like, I probably could say that a lot of other people have said. Um, 
and like I, what I may say it may be a little cliche but um, I think my biggest thing would be to trust the process um, I know like the other day like I was just I was kind of just reflecting about where I was in my life and and I'm just like wow like how did I get here type thing or like and then there was like another point throughout the day where I was like I kind of wish that I could go back and tell myself like everything will be worth it you know like everything everything has a reason and everything that you're doing is going to lead up to this point and I think that there are sometimes throughout our journey where we sit here and and we're just like oh like I don't want to get out of bed or like oh like how am I going to get through today and and I think that like if I if I could and which I'm telling you know people now like just don't try not to be too hard on yourself and to just try to like enjoy the journey and realize that eventually you're going to get to where you want to go and it may not be today it may not be tomorrow but eventually that you will get there but you just have to trust in what you're doing and um just just know that you will eventually like achieve your goals and you may even exceed your goals you know so um and I think like just going off of that is just you know I know something else that like I, I've realized is you know being like athletes where we are very hard on ourselves, and I think that we always have these goals for ourselves and we always get really like hard on ourselves when we don't attain those goals like immediately which we were we were talking about that earlier you know um and I think it would just I would sometimes have to tell myself like yes like you see where you're going, but also appreciate how far you've come. So just kind of coupling those two together is just like really just trust the process and just find joy in the journey. Oh, I love that. And you even answered one of our questions from RKO 17 lacrosse fam throughout that, which was, you know, what would you go back and tell your, your 15 year old self, right? And just like you being able to, you being able to kind of turn to yourself and say like, this is all going to be worth it one day no matter like what you're feeling right now all the things that you're asking yourself in your head like hey what am I doing this for or why is this so painful right now like should I still be doing this it's it's all going to be worth it one day and I think that that's a really powerful thing um we are actually on our last segment here which is a fun one I'm kind of sad that we're wrapping it up but I know well you can zoom me anytime you want and we can just talk about life but I guess I just won't record it every time (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness um no but seriously I mean so many this was fun fact actually we started the dream on podcast in during the heat of COVID and it was just a you know it was a live zoom webinar kind of thing that we did on the KO 17 app. And I had people like yourself come on and we just had these conversations just like this. And, you know, we got to learn a little bit about someone else's journey outside of mine and, you know, kind of how all those things really shaped who they are, um, on and off the lacrosse field. And, um, we called it Wednesday wisdoms. And I still love bringing that up because like, I always take some sort of little wisdom, right. From like yourself or any other guests that we've had on these podcasts. And, um, obviously we like to conduct these interviews for the people listening, but I always learn little tidbits and take little wisdoms down. And I definitely can say that I've got at least five from today's conversation. So oh, um, God. I knew I would, but I didn't want to tell you that beforehand, not to make you nervous and any, all that, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I knew I would, cause you're just, just such an inspiration. So, um, what we will do here, we like to finish with quick finishes, 
Um, and it's a fun little segment. So we just get to know you a little bit and it's like a kind of like a rapid fire round. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Pizza or tacos? Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish you all listening on the podcast could have just seen her face. That was a difficult decision. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you regret your answer? The final answer? No, but it just depends on the day, but we'll go with pizza. <laughs> Favorite dessert? Um, ice cream. Vanilla ice cream with rainbow sprinkles. Ooh, That's really it. like lame, but it's my go-to, so. Okay, well, I can eat sprinkles out of the jar by themselves, so I yeah, <laughs> And I do all the time, so... <laughs> Do sprinkles even really have a taste? That's the thing. Do it's sprinkles really have a taste? It's yeah. So I'm just eating spoonfuls of sugar. Is pretty <laughs> so I've never I, heard that before. I'm also drinking a that. coffee at 6 p.m. right now. So yeah, like, you're a little crazy. You're not sleeping tonight. But <laughs> <laughs> I got two more sessions tonight, my friend. We are still going. Okay, one place you want to travel to? Um. I want to go to Italy and eat fresh pizza and pasta. <laughs> okay, so pizza was the right answer. Yeah, All right. Now, now I'm realizing. <laughs> Favorite athlete that you like to follow or look up to? Right now would probably be, well, because it's football season. Uh, I'm not a Ravens fan. I'm actually an Eagles fan, but um, I really enjoy watching Lamar Jackson play. And um, just his entire like journey I, is just really cool to me. Um, and he just is really, I think, challenging. Like I said, we're going back to the whole being a defender, trying to challenge what it means to be a defender. He challenges like what it means to be a quarterback. And um, it's just like, I just like enjoy watching him grow and everything. So he's probably one of my favorite athletes right now. That's a good one. That's a unique answer. I like that. Okay, one band or concert that you'd want to see like in concert right now, or one band or artist, I should say. Gosh, you're really putting me on the spot right now. Um, ahead of time. <laughs> I know, but I really. <laughs> now I'm putting you on the spot because you didn't do your homework. <laughs> I, this portion, uh, I didn't, no, I didn't, you're right. Sorry, mom. Um <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm going to go with, uh, Diplo just cause like kind of reminds me of like AU season. That song on my mind was just like fan favorite. So I'm going to go with that. I like that. I think you'd get a lot of, if you put that in the group me, the AU group me, I think you'd get a lot of likes on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Mountains or beaches? Uh, beaches. Okay. Favorite movie. Um, I'm going to go with one of the most recent, it's a Disney movie. I watched a D Disney movie recently. Um, what is it called? <sighs> is it a new one? Yeah, it's the one where, oh, Soul. It's called Soul. It was really it cute. Yeah. And it was, I felt like it had a lot of like life lessons in there. Soul. I know I'm like 22 years old watching Disney, but like I'm 25 I, and I'm going to take that number right <laughs> and I'm going to go watch it. I love the nostalgia feeling, I think, of Disney. Okay, that's fair. I like that. Okay, last but not least, what is one thing on your bucket list? 
Uh, to go skydiving. Ooh. Okay. I think you could put that in the AU group chat and you probably still get a lot of likes too. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty bold these days. So I feel like it would it would be cool, it'd be cool to go and go skydiving. Oh my goodness. Well, I love that you're feeling bold. I think that you deserve to feel bold. I think that you deserve to feel confident. I also want to say thank you for taking some time to hang out with me here on the Dream On podcast and um, providing not only me some wisdoms, but also everybody who's going to listen to this episode. Um, I think that you are incredible. I'm so excited to hopefully play on some more teams with you um, in the coming future. And, um, you know, just know that I'm super grateful to have met you through this sport that we all know and love. And um, I just can't wait to see what the future holds for you. Thanks. Just, I really appreciate you having me here and just really taking me under your wing. Um, can honestly say that uh, you are one of the few people that has had like a really big impact on my life. And I really wouldn't be here without here, be here without you. So I just wanted to tell you that. And no, oh. I'm told that a million times, but <laughs> I, I wanted you to hear it again. <laughs> oh my goodness. We're going to start crying on here if we don't, um, we don't wrap this episode up to save all of you listening. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Kayla, for being here. And I hope you all keep dreaming on. We'll see you guys next time on the uh, next episode of Dream On.